series in uh, the book of Romans. Anybody like just diving into a book of the Bible and just kind of going through it? Yeah, man, the, the, I, I, I feel like um, as, I've, as I've grown up and gotten older that the, that the church, um, the American church especially, has become less and less um, biblically literate. And it, and so it is one of my uh, one of my passions is to help us not only understand the Bible that I you know present on on Sundays, but to help you maybe maybe catch some principles so that you could go into your own walk with the Lord and read Scripture and 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 understand it and, and things like that. So um, so one of those ways is to is to just go kind of step by step through uh, a book of the Bible. And Romans is one of those books that sometimes you you read through and you get to places and you're like. Like, I don't, I don't get it. What's that mean? And in fact, like last week, anyone was anyone here last week? Um, remember when I, I gave the disclaimer that, um, you know, you know the disclaimer. My wife actually asked, "Are you going to talk about that this week?" And I, I said, "I said no. I, I think I think you're safe because she didn't want to be on the front row if I was, if I was going to if it was going to be PG-13." So. Um, but yeah, so but last week it was uh, wrestling with with things, and where, where Paul's like, "What I want to do, I, I don't do. What I hate, uh, I end up doing." Ah, oh, and there's this this battle within me, and all of that. Romans chapter seven, man, and um, and some like if if you just don't know Bible and you're reading that, sometimes it can be um, confusing, even. And um, in fact, the Bible tells us that the Spirit Himself um, guides us into all truth. Like, and so uh, one thing I like to do if I don't understand, I mean, this may sound simple or because uh, it is, but uh, if I don't understand scripture, I just say, Holy Spirit, would you show me? And he will. Um, I was I was out um, with uh, with somebody this week and we were we were just talking um, and uh, and ba- basically we we're just talking about, you know, uh, Bible and discipleship and growing in the Lord and. And I just told him this. I said, you know the only difference between you and me? And uh, as far as Christianity goes and all this, I said, you know the only difference between you and me uh, is, is I might know a little bit more Bible than you and might have just a little bit more experience than you. But uh, like we say all the time in this church is that God doesn't pass out junior Holy Spirits. That we really do have the full meal deal inside of us. We are, we, you are all qualified you are all men and women of God. If you know Jesus as your Savior, you're a man of God, you're a woman of God, and, and now you're on a journey to, to grow even more in your walk with the Lord. In, uh, in this Roman series, we, we come to chapter 8, and here's the title, Living Like More Than Conquerors. Living Like More Than Conquerors. There's a, there's a verse in, uh, in Romans 8, that actually says um, that we are more than conquerors. In fact, I'm going to read it here. Here's the, here's the main thought today. We are victorious in Christ Jesus, and in fact, we are more than conquerors. That's, it just sounds simple, but I just wanted us to, to see that, take that in for a, for a second. We are victorious in Christ Jesus, and in fact, we are more than conquerors. Everyone say, more than conquerors. Do you believe it? Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. Here, this is what the enemy wants us to believe. The enemy wants us to believe that not only are we already defeated, but that there's no reason to fight. The enemy wants us to believe that lie, that not only are you already defeated, but that there's no reason to even fight. You should just kind of 
kind of sit there and just wait for this whole life to be over and someday we're going to hopefully make it to heaven. Doesn't that sound just victorious? No. But that's what, that's exactly what he wants you to believe and it's the exact opposite of the truth and what God presents in his word. Um, here's, the, here's an encouraging passage in Romans chapter 8 starting in verse 31. Um, but I, I like the first verse uh, and I didn't put it up on, on the screen or in your notes but um, but as we got through the, the chapter 7 of wrestling with sin and all of this, and then the first verse in chapter 8 says, Therefore there is now what? No condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. I'm like, thank you for the encouragement after, after the wrestling. And now we get some encouragement. There's way more encouragement in Romans 8. We get to the end, starting in verse 31, it says this. What then shall we say? And you have to, when you read this, like you, you actually have to kind of, believe it right like this is one of those passages that you have to you have to read it like you mean it so i'm going to read it like i mean it what then shall we say in response to these things if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us some things all things who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen it is god who justifies who then is the one who condemns no one christ jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of god and is also interceding for us who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are what? More than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, now that's way more encouraging than last week already. Isn't it? Do you guys love that passage? Are you guys awake with me today? Do I need to... to, kind of drum something up right now i i wish we were in the churches where someone said amen pastor i wish they said come on preach it brother you know the only problem with this i don't always feel like that man i was studying for this and i was kind of just going through romans and i read it in different different translations and just meditate on it and kind of pace and walk and lord what's the one thing that you're wanting to share and i just thought this i thought man we're more than con- I, I don't i don't know that i always feel like more than a conqueror <laughs> maybe i might be the only one i i thought man you know what i don't know i don't know that i always uh, um uh feel like i'm victorious in fact i i was thinking of times in my life i'm like i'm like yep that didn't seem very victorious that didn't seem very victorious i'm like actually that seemed more like defeat than than victory this is i I don't know if i agree with that but how many know that that truth is truth 
is truth. There's a reality that sometimes we experience that is true, but then there's a greater truth that trumps all of that. Um, I'd like to submit this to you that, um, I, I mean, don't take this personally, but who cares about your feelings? <laughs> right? Could I say that to myself? Sometimes I don't feel like I'm more than a conqueror. Sometimes I don't feel victorious. And I need some time for the Holy Spirit to say, well, Jonathan, who cares about your feelings? Pull your big boy pants up. <laughs> maybe, the, right, maybe the wambulance is gonna, can come by and take care of that for you. I don't mean to poke fun because... Um, like me, I'm sure all of us in here have had moments, maybe you're going through it right now, where this seems unattainable. That we're more than a conqueror. For me, um, I remember, uh, like last week I talked to you in Romans, if you want to get that, uh, I, I talked about the, the, the battle with sin, when I had some of the, the greatest encounters with God when I was 16, and some of the greatest temptations as a young teenager, and I'm like, oh my goodness, and so we talked a little bit about that last week, but you know, it goes even beyond just sin, that, that there, were, there have been times in my life where I just didn't feel victorious, I, re I remember I, w I, was never the, I was never the best student, um, man, you know, my, my parents would, would encourage me, hey, hey, let's get, let's get straight C's. <laughs> Could we? <laughs> Could we bring that F up just a, just a hair? You know? I mean, I'd, be the, I'd, I'd, get the, uh, I'd get the McDonald's gift certificate for like the D+. Plus. It, wasn't, it wasn't ever the great student. Part, part, it wasn't because I, I, I wasn't smart. Uh, I just, I like to talk a lot. I, I'm like, hey, school is for finding friends. <laughs> And talking in class. I remember in, in high school, I got kicked out of class because I, well, one, I was a little bit of a smart mouth, but two, I, <laughs> I just like to talk. I got kicked out of class. Do you know that that same teacher, like the, the next year, a couple years later, kicked my brother out of the same class? <laughs> like, like, we're starting a family tradition. <laughs> so I was, never, I was never the best student. I was never the best athlete. Um, and we... Man, I, 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 was, I was tall, but weighed quite a bit less. I know, you can't imagine. I was tall and thin, awkward, and everyone thought, oh, you must play basketball, yeah. Um, and you must play miniature golf, right? <laughs> and, and so that was, that was the thing. And, and, uh, so, but I did, I did try to play sports and played basketball, played on the freshman team, tried out for the JV team, and, um, and uh, I... You know, I, I didn't, I end up not making the JV team, and the coach's response is, you're probably good enough, but there are people that are, that are probably going to end up, like, making varsity, and so we're just not going to let you on the team, and, and I was just like, oh, defeated. I mean, I'm like, I tried sports. My dad would give me, like, he, he's like, okay, Jonathan, and remember, I'm, I'm tall, but don't have a whole lot of meat on my bones, plus I'm af afraid of getting hurt. I didn't, didn't try out for, <laughs> didn't try out for football. Uh, but I'd get, he'd say, I'll give you a dollar for every, you know, rebound <laughs> that you make in basketball. And uh, um, I would still get a lot of money now. I feel like I'm more confident and a lot bigger. I, you know, Larry, right? You know, you think I'd probably do okay with, with basketball now. But back then, back then. Uh, and so, so I wasn't a very good athlete. Um, 
and then as far as even, you know, just, just what I looked like. My, now, my mom would, she would always encourage me. She would always tell me that, that I absolutely was good looking. Uh, my mom would, would tell me that. But, you know, but the thing is, is that it's my mom. I'm like, come on, come on, mom. No, she would reassure me. Like, but mom, like, nobody wants to, like, go out with me. And, and the, the girl I want is going with somebody else. And she's like, she's like, I know. It's only a season, Jonathan. You are very good looking. I'm like, mom, that doesn't help. That doesn't really, doesn't really please don't tell anybody that you, that you said that to me. I was skinny. I was awkward. In many ways, I was average, and I don't want to be, like, I'm not, like, shooting myself down. This isn't, like, a, like a put-me-down moment, but, but just, it, there wasn't, uh, what I mean by average is there wasn't anything I, like, really excelled at. I wasn't, um, except there, there did come a, a point in my life when I really excelled at, like, drama and theater and, and, and won some awards and speech and all of this stuff, but, but for the most part, um, just, I was just average in many ways, and then my, my route to ministry was was kind of non-traditional. I, I graduated from Instay Bible College, and uh, and it's a. Um, it, in fact, we 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 have Instay here in this church. We've got eleven students um, at two thirty today, starting their starting a class um, in Old Testament, and we're going to be doing that at two thirty today. And that was the route. I went all the way through Instay, and and it was and it's a legit um, uh, education. Except the only problem is is that you, in order to get a degree through NSTAY, you have to also then like go to community college or do something to, to transfer in your, your gen ed courses. So I graduated from NSTAY Bible College, but I never got a degree. I got all of my Bible stuff, all my theology, everything that I would need to, like, to do what I'm doing today. But never, and so I always felt a little bit like, because you know, mo- most of my mentors had degrees, had master's degrees, had doctorates, and I was like, hee, 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 me too, right? You know, just don't tell anybody. So there was, in, in many ways, I felt inferior. I felt like I wasn't um, more than a conqueror. <laughs> All my friends look like more than conquerors. But for me, I'm just like, Somebody pick me, you know, somebody pick me. There's some, some thoughts I had about living like more than a conqueror. Like the, the question would be like, so we can read a scripture like that and we can read it like we mean it and, and, and really like, like psych ourselves up to believe we're more than conquerors. And there's some, there is some truth in, in just agreeing with the truth of his word and saying, no, I believe the truth instead of a lie. But I started just thinking as I was just kind of pacing and wondering about this is, is well, how do, I, how do I like come into agreement with this? How do I live like more than a conqueror when, when everything inside me is saying, but, but you're, you're really not? Anybody else, would, would you appreciate to hear some of that from me this morning? And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's other thoughts, but here's a few thoughts this morning. Um, in, number one, I, I start to realize that his victory becomes my victory. Isn't that, isn't that just really cool? Like when you could take somebody else's score. I, I needed that. I needed that in, in high school. That would have been great. Could I just have somebody else's score? Could, could I have somebody else's victory? Like when they made a shot, oh, that's actually my shot. When they made a goal, that's my goal. And, like, like, and, and I know that that sounds like cheating, but <laughs> it kind of is. But listen, for Jesus... Like that was, that's the whole thing for him. His victory is actually my victory. 
Do you guys realize that? So it's not like a, a mind over matter thing. It's not like we read a passage like that and we're trying to psych ourselves up. It's like we're reading it and we're realizing this is the greater truth. My, my default mode causes me to live in a below my potential, in a below the, the actual truth. It, it's like I'm just going to believe reality. But the greater truth is that I'm more than a conqueror. Is that, is that I am victorious. And so, and so when I start to understand, wait, when he died on the cross, when he conquered sin in the grave, when, when he took all of those beatings, when the Bible says that when he took the requirements of the law on himself, when, when he did all of that, like it actually became my victory. Anybody else think that's a good idea? Man. Ephesians. You get, maybe, maybe you've read some of this before, but Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 19, and then a little bit into chapter 2. Here's, here's some things that we can read. Watch. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. And that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when what? When he raised Christ from the dead remember his his victory becomes my victory and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms remember the enemy thought he won the devil thought he won jesus died three days later he rose you guys know the story and now he's this is what this is the rest of the story he was raised and and he was seated in heavenly realms far above what oh rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the age to come in other words everything that tried to defeat him he was risen above that and given a name far above all that seated at the right hand of god and say take that devil and god placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. As for you, you were what? Dead. Yeah, we didn't do anything to deserve this. There's nothing. There's nothing. We were all kind of like how I was. Just like I, I didn't excel. <laughs> just, that was it. You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who's at now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And then it gets good. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God, watch this, raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. What's that mean? 
if Christ was raised up and seated at the right hand of God, far above all rule and reign and authority and every name and all of this stuff, if that's where he's at and he was raised above all of that and everything's under his feet, then if I, I'm, I wasn't the, the best student, but by logic and reason, wouldn't it make sense then if I'm in him seated in heavenly realms, I get that same benefit too. Man, I'm the only one excited today, evidently. Man, I, I'm a far above all rule and reign and authority. I'm far above the power and dominion. That's where I get to sit too. His victory becomes my victory. And, and the other thing I thought, well, not only does his victory become my victory, watch this, his strength becomes my strength. His strength becomes my strength. There's a, um, there's a story in, in Judges, and we don't have time to go through the whole story, but um, do you guys remember a guy named Gideon? And Gideon was in Judges chapter 6. And, and it's, an, it's an incredible story because many of us can relate to Gideon. Um, in fact, when we, we come on the scene uh, of the story in Gideon, and Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, again, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Sometimes I'm one fry short of a happy meal, you know. But I'm just thinking, you're supposed to thresh wheat someplace else, maybe not in a wine press. But that's where Gideon was because he was hiding he was afraid. The, the Midianites were, were taking over. And, and if, as you read the story, you realize the Midianites, they were like, there were so many. They were, they were like all the sand on the seashore. Like you couldn't even count them. And, and, and they were afraid for their lives. And so Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. And the angel of the Lord shows up to Gideon. And when the angel of the Lord shows up and Gideon's threshing wheat in the wine press, this is what the angel of the Lord says to Gideon. In fact, it, we, most, most theologians, most scholars would say that, that uh, the angel of the Lord was, was Jesus, was God. And so he shows up to Gideon and says this, verse 12, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> oh, man. How many times does he say that to us and we're like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Well, and if, if we're looking at Gideon, we're like, yeah, come on, you're, 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 the, you're a weakling. You're the, the weakest man in the weakest clan. Even us, we don't believe it. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. He's, he's afraid. He's threshing wheat in the, in the wine press. He doesn't even come from the best clan. He comes from the weakest clan, and the angel of the Lord comes to him. I mean, some of us today, we believe that about ourselves. We're like, who, me? In fact, there's been times when I've shaken some of your hands and I said, hey, man of God, or hey, woman of God, and the first thought in your head is, if he would only knew. If he only knew my life outside of. <laughs> if he only knew how, how I doubt, how fear comes, how I'm not, like, and many of us believe, like Gideon believed, and yet, God comes to you, and he comes to you, and he, he actually calls out who you really are and calls who you really are front and center and says, 
mighty man of God, mighty woman of God, warrior. The story goes on, and I just spit all over. Sorry. I told them that they're in my spitting section. The story goes on, and, and uh, um, the angel of the Lord is kind of trying to convince Gideon, you know, that he's really, like, like for real and all of this. And, and, um, and this is what Gideon says. He says, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Where are all of his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Man, can any of you relate? Any of you like, man, I've heard all the stories of the miracles. I haven't seen any myself. Like, I, like, I feel like, in, in fact, uh, I don't feel victorious. I feel defeated. I, I don't feel like we're walking in miracles. I think we're like, like going backwards somehow. And Gideon was believing that. And, and so the angel of the Lord says, you're a mighty warrior. And, and Gideon's like, wait a minute. Don't you see what's happening? The, the reality that you're seeing it does not equal the reality that I'm seeing. Gideon felt, felt abandoned. I remember uh, after the sixth baby we, we lost due to miscarriage, standing in this room, getting ready to teach a School of the Spirit class on like healing and breakthrough and freedom and and then real, thinking, I don't know if I believe what I'm going to teach. I don't know if it's still true. Does, 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 does prayer, like, any of you ever prayed your heart out and the exact opposite happened? And you're like, that doesn't quite line up with Bible. I thought we could like ask and receive and seek and find and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, and he sent forth his word and healed diseases. Like I, and, and I'm sit, just standing here pacing in the sanctuary trying to, to find something because I'm getting ready to go and teach a class that I'm not even sure I still believe. I'm probably the only one. Oh, man. And, and I, still, I still live in, in, in some of that, the mystery, but what I've, it, it's okay to feel those, those moments. I mean, I, I do not encourage people to live in denial. It's okay to feel those moments, but like my mom says, just don't stay there. <laughs> it's like, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. She, she always said, don't pitch your tent there. <laughs> keep on, keep on going. You know, it's in, uh, I could go off on a rabbit trail right now. I, it, there, there's all kinds of w ways that worked for me to pull myself out of that and to agree with truth instead of lies. It's so good that I actually, I have people around me that can, that can help pull me up and slap some sense into me, right, Miranda? And just be like, 
Come on, think straight, Pastor. Think straight. Right, right. Don't give up. Keep going. In years of history with the Lord, where he reminds me of the of the miracles and the times where he has been there. But I'll tell you what, man, those low moments are real. Those low moments are real. And Gideon was feeling that. Somewhere in this story, verse 34, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abyssalites to follow him. And this is, when you read and you study that original language of, of, that, of that verse, and, and now I'm going to sound like I'm smarter than I really am, right? <laughs> this is good. That's been my goal this whole time, is wanting you guys to know I am educated. <laughs> Just joking. But the original language, when you look at, at how it says that the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, this is, it literally means this, that the Spirit of God clothed himself with Gideon. I, I like to say that it, it's as if, it's as if uh, God put Gideon on like a glove. And why is that so important? <laughs> because Gideon didn't feel it. Gideon felt like he was the weakest man in the weakest clan. Gideon, I felt like I was like Gideon sitting here and thinking like, you've totally abandoned us, God. And the only thing left is for us to, for his strength to become my strength. For him, for God to put Jonathan on like a glove and he is completely inside and his steps become my steps and his words become my words and his strength becomes my strength. The interesting thing in that story was that um, right after God put Gideon on um, like a glove and he clothed himself with Gideon, Gideon still doubted. Like he still did, you remember the whole story? Remember, if you haven't, you gotta read Judges 6. But right after that is where is Gideon uh, threw out the fleeces. And if the fleece is dry and the ground is wet, the ground is dry and the fleece is wet. And then he's like, okay, 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 finally I still believe you. But even in the midst of his doubt, he was still empowered and strengthened by the Lord. Here, th- this, this third, this last thing, came to me when, when I was, I'm just like, how do we live like more than conquerors? I think those first two really become this, this mental exercise where, I, where I'm like, wait a minute, no, I, I still believe that your victory is my victory, and I still believe that, that your strength is my strength. This really isn't about me. This really isn't about what, what I can attain. It's about what you've already attained. And, and then this last part kind of puts a little bit of responsibility back on me. His motivation becomes my motivation. You know that I don't need, I don't do good to receive his love. I do good because I've already received his love. There, um, there absolutely is a big do in the kingdom of God where you are called, I am called to live right, do right, um, come into agreement by active agreement with with my prophetic destiny with what god has called me to do um there there is i don't just get to sit and 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 just hope it all happens like there's there is do like like yes stop doing bad stuff (laughs) do good stuff right like there is that but but sometimes it comes from a uh, a horrible motivation like i i do good in order for him to love me 
I do good in order for, for well, well maybe, maybe he'll like me better or, or maybe, maybe I'll, I'll attain something. And we live from victory, not towards it. We live from love, not towards it. So my living righteously comes from this place that, wait a minute, he loves me and I love him. His motivation becomes my motivation. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, 3 through 9, it says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and what? Goodness. That sounds like love to me. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises which sounds like love to me, so that through them you, might, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped corruption in the world caused by evil desires for this very reason. So in other words, because of this love, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. Make every effort. And to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in an increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. So I I looked at this verse, and I was just like, wait a minute. So we're all called to make every effort. It, it's not just a mental exercise. It's also an effort. It's also a do. But it has to come from the right place. So I make every effort because I am already victorious. I make every effort because I'm already empowered. And I make every effort because I'm already loved. I wonder, like, could you imagine with me? Like, what if... What if we all lived victoriously? What if we lived like we were more than conquerors? Like every person in this room, at the sound of my voice, people listening to this on podcast or video or wherever, like what if we all showed up like that? That we were more than conquerors? What if? I wonder, fully embracing God's purposes and plans. And playing our part in advancing the kingdom of God and the earth. Like, like, would this church be different? <laughs> would, our, would our homes be different? Could, could, would it be like, I think it would be impossible for someone to go to hell in Carney, Nebraska and the, and the surrounding areas if we were more than conquerors, if we lived like we were more than conquerors. What would happen? The thing is, is that we often believe that lie that I was telling us that we're already defeated. And listen, if we believe the lie, we will live defeated, pointless lives, totally missing God's purposes and plans for us, and thus not playing our part in advancing the kingdom of God in the earth. 
Isn't that encouraging? And if we don't intentionally embrace this truth that we are more than conquerors in Him, what's the point? What's the point? We're just resigned to living defeated. There's a better way. There's a better way, and it's what I feel like the Lord maybe through me this morning has been describing that we stop right now, reject the lie, and realize His victory is my victory. His strength is my strength. And His motivation is my motivation. I, I found um, in my life, and Pastor Kelly, you and your team could come, in, in spite of like not feeling like more than a conqueror, remember what I said is, who cares about your feelings, Jonathan, right? In spite of not feeling like more than a conqueror, there is, uh, it, I am amazed. In fact, my wife was reminding me of this the other day at like the opportunities and the promotions and the things that I've had in life. It, it's, I'm, and I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own, own horn, but because I showed you where I came from, let me show you a little bit of like where, where I'm at now and, and some of that journey. Like, um, I've, I've had opportunities to travel literally all over the United States and preach in churches and minister to all kinds of people. And I mean, I've ministered in countries where in maximum security women's prisons in Mexico and been overseas and on different islands. And I mean... I look back on where God took little insignificant guy that thought he was inferior. Like all the places I've, I'm like, man, no way. No way. I, you know, Becky was reminding me, except for like there was a season in Cedar Rapids where where we were ministering and I needed to go and try to find a second job. It was right before we came to Kearney and I got rejected one time. I got rejected after applying for a job that I must have been way overqualified, evidently. And uh, but other, than, other than that, in my career as a pastor, I have never applied for a job. <laughs> I have been pursued by men and women of God that saw something on my life and said, we want that a part of our ministry. Mind blown. <laughs> no master's degrees and doctorates. No, no, no. Like, I remember one day when I was in an internship in, in uh, Spokane, Washington. I was sitting, I think, at like a, like a youth conference or whatever. And I remember the Holy Spirit. I was contemplating um, whether I was going to go a traditional route in ministry or whether I was going to continue non-traditional route. And this is what I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me. He said, I am your credibility. I said, all right, I heard that. I, I've sat on, on boards, helped make decisions that shape organizations, 
help manage hundreds and thousands of dollars in the kingdom of God? Man, isn't that cool? Isn't that super exciting? Someone says, you're just talking about, no, I have to tell you the good part. (laughs) And still, doubt creeps in sometimes. (laughs) Still, I have to fight the assignment of fear sometimes. And still, I have to read Romans 8 like I mean it. (laughs) No, wait a minute. That's not who I really am. This is who I really am. I have to rehearse my history with God and be like, oh yeah, wait a minute. You still got me. You still got this. You still have a plan. Some of you needed to hear that this morning. In a few minutes, we're going to invite our prayer altar teams forward. and Can we stand together could we just at least respond by standing and the team's going to lead us in a song but man I just really sensing that all over this there's there's some of you in this room right now that you have felt some of those things throughout that my story and, and throughout some of that message and you have felt like that you felt like I don't I know what the Bible says but I don't feel like I'm more than a conqueror and you need to be reminded today and you might actually want somebody to pray with you and come into agreement with you with who you really are in him and there may be some things maybe some some actual things in your life that are kind of hindering you living like you're more than a conqueror and i would encourage you to to not do this life by yourself but come up and let somebody partner with you today and so as we sing this song right now and the prayer altar team's going to come forward here in just a minute maybe the holy spirit maybe you could take a step of faith and just get it right today get it right with god maybe this would be the mile marker moment man i needed it (laughs) i needed it in jesus name let's sing this song altar prayer teams you guys are welcome to come and congregation whenever you're ready you're welcome to come and get some prayer